Before the movie, we'd like to show you previews of some of our films. www.40nickel.com The Heater The Heater This is 40 Nickel Radio The Heater The Heater The Heater can release What's up, everybody? Remember me? It is the clock. You know what it is. Welcome to the mixtape. I'm here today with the man, the plan, the lesson, Zulu, Funkadelic, Maestro Infinitus the third. I can't do it by myself. What's going on, Zulu? Gentlemen, we have just started preseason football. We are less than a week away from Madden 23 and at the 40 nickel Madden football league, we have the Pats razor tournament part two. Uh, I am hyped. I'm geeked. It's a good time of the year. Heat, what's going on with you, dog? What's up, fellas? What's up? Everything's good. Everything's good. And like Julu said, it's preseason and uh, the game's getting ready to drop soon. I'm, I'm excited. We got a special guest on tonight, and uh, it's going to be a fun time tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is a special edition of the mixtape. This is a special, special. Today is the first in a series of profiles we're going to do on Nickelbacks. That's right. It's about you, folks. You happy fellows. The first person we have here, let me look at my notes. It's uh, Skip Wanda is the first. Wait, wait no, no, no. Mm-mm. That's not that's not right. I'm I'm sorry. I got to I got to look at my notes. Oh, you know what? I I apologize. I apologize. That's that's terrible of me. The first guest is the champion that we call J Dub. J Dub, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I like what you did there with the little shadow reference. <laughs> It was an honest mistake, friend. I, yeah. I didn't mean to do such things. I, I'm very, very sorry. I'm very sorry. It was very rude of me. I, I apologize. It's great to have you, J-Dub. We appreciate it. We, we, we were hoping you would come. We hope you come earlier, see if we can get you. But, you know, we got to track you down. You're, you're out living the life there. And we just want to get to know you. want to know what's going on with you, man. We, we're going to start out by understanding what in the hell is a J-Dub. Like, where did your name come from? <laughs> well, there's there's two two. There's a practical version, and then there's the where it came from, where, where and it stuck. But um, I grew up in like my formative years were the eight, 1989 to 98. So what was going on then? That was Chicago Bulls reign, that was the Dallas Cowboys reign, and that was white chocolate in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Williams. Yep. Jason and, Williams. Uh, I. Uh, I was I was a basketball player. I've always been a ball player and two guard, one guard. So Jason Williams, along with Jordan Pippen, and all that stuff, was was a really big inspiration back then. So it had his J, had his had his dimes, all that stuff. And uh, 
my college teammates and college roommates at the time started calling me J-Dub. And with that being said, my, my name, my initials is, is J-W. So it just kind of all stuck together and I've, I've kept it ever I like since. That. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know you was a baller. I didn't know you was a baller, I gotta good. say that 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 I don't know how that fits, but some because you know I, I have a lot of respect for people who who used to hoop, right? Like, right. There's, there's like it takes great talent, but there's there's usually some kind of um, intellect involved in the way you approach it, right? It's like some people play football, and they ain't got a lick of sense. But I haven't met too many like fo- like dumb fucking hoopers. Like usually a hooper has a sense of strategy. They're strategic. Right. The motherfuckers are smart. And so somehow that fucking fits you. I got to say. And well, so he a... didn't even really have to say nothing because as soon as he mentioned white chocolate, yep. I, I, I raised up in my fucking chair. I was like, yep. wait a minute. Well, I said, you know, I don't did, too many I didn't think white chocolate would stick. So. <laughs> I didn't think white chocolate <laughs> would stick. So J-Dub was a little bit better. But... That's good, man. That's all and, right. And, and one mixtape, volume one and yep. two. Yep, that's that's that was wow. the that was my formative years. Yep, I thought you just I thought you got up out of your seat uh, heat because you were just excited because he said chocolate. I thought you were like, oh, it's nah, cool. hey, you got chocolate. Never see, never see clock. Here's the thing, I'm sitting here thinking you was a ball player too, wasn't you, clock? Yeah, you know, and, and I was gonna say so, this. So, you know, so, I, so wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. So, so how good was you, brother? Like like two K ball player or like real ball player? No, real ball. He, you okay. know, Clark, wow. I play real ball, too. Mm-hmm. So I take any opportunity to dislike you, J-Dub. But, um, <laughs> but now that you say you're a baller, and I'm like, I might, I might start liking you more. And, and I don't like, I'm not comfortable with that. And yes, I, I, I am a baller. I still ball in my brain. But I will be back on the court. I need to lose a couple pounds so that I can actually do my... Uh, my freight train move. That was the... He used to call me freight train. <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> you're one of those like, guys. Yeah, well, no, I got a J, too. See, that's the thing. I got a J. So I'm like, you can't take, I'm going to take you off the dribble. There's nothing you can do about it. But as soon as you start flinching, I'm, I'm just dying you in the face and talking shit. So, yeah, no, it's it's gone. Yeah, I was I was more of like a, a I can bring, I brought the ball up a lot, but two guard and, and shooting. So I was running around without the ball, catch, shoot from just about anywhere, two to three feet behind the line. That was kind of my range. And then, so that's, that yeah. was my game. They, I was a, I was a, a point forward on some shit where I'm, a, I'm too big to be other little, the little, the, you know, to be up there too much. But I, I was the only one that would orchestrate stuff because people don't you know were, what the hell they're doing. You were the dude that I would use for my screens and, and pick and rolls. Correct, correct. I, yep. man, I'll, I'll kill somebody on the screen. Man, I kill <laughs> somebody. Okay, on the clock, clock, clock. That's real. Calm down, calm down now. Let's, let's, let's not, not get off the show clock. Okay, we don't have a hoop. You don't have no, a hoop right. right in front of you. You're right. You're right. Okay, okay. I forgot. Get your yeah, ass off the basketball. I don't Let's like Jaden. I don't like the ass. <laughs> <tell myself that. laughs> don't like him. Don't. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, moving on. We know you here in the Forty Nick. You've been J Dub all over the place apparently. But uh, but how did you come here? How did you come to the Forty Nick? I, I, I'm thinking. I was trying to remember what it started on. Was, I think it's PS2 was the first online online Madden that we had. Um, prior to that, it was always Madden franchise with me and roommates on the couch, but. I think PS2 online, I started playing public room like nonstop, nonstop. And I ran into, I believe it was either Ark Bears fan or Bad Bear. I can't remember which one it was. It might have even been T-Bread at the time. But ran into him on a like one of your late night bugaloo type things. And at the time, we wow. weren't even 40 nickel. We were uh, Sorfa. So um, I got recruited into that and joined 
and then kind of got grandfathered into 40 nickel. I believe uh, Clockwork said that we're going to wind up doing like a historical retrospective on the 40 Nick in the next season of the mixtape. So um, uh, we may have to pull you, uh, bring you back, Jada. But yeah, sure. the, 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 you're, you're bringing back some very fond memories of the origins of the Nick because that that sort that sweet spot of Sorfa and there was also the RFCU, which we'll talk about later on. Like you're right, we had a late night boogaloo um just as well, we were transitioning out of sorpa you, have right. good we had, you guys had it set up in like like it was like east and west coast rooms and then you guys had a yep. 40 nickel room at the time yep. and i got pulled into that and then it was just game on from there it wasn't like so the names that come to mind back then was prime the, the real prime um <laughs> t-bread Mark yes. and bad bear those guys yep Wow, that's back in the day. This is why we got to do a retrospective. We got people, uh, we got some newbies that have no clue about any of these people. The, like, the two people were in the Nickelbow, they have no clue about any of these people we're talking about. But well, that, um, yeah, that's Pat, Pat Razor and Dizzle, and those guys back then were playing too. Uh, yep. So I remember all them, and then we had uh, OSU for Christ or Christ so for Christ. or something like that. He was another fellow Oklahoman. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of those guys that, that I came in with originally. That's good, man. Sort Oklahoma. Wow. Isn't that where the wind blows or something like that? That's what I heard. That's where they have tornadoes. <laughs> I had a question uh, for you, Jada. Um, and it, it may, it, it, like, now we went back to the, to, to the ancient history. I want to bring it to recent history. In the 40 league this season, you had a 500 record. You either really, really hot or really, really cold, it seemed to me. Right. So on any given week, I was like, damn, this, this, he's a threat. And then next week, it's like, nah, he, he ain't going to make the playoffs. And next week, I'm like, oh, shit. So by the end of the season, I was like, you know, J Dub might mess around and go all the way to the Nickel Bowl. And so if you were to do an NFL films or a hot hard knock on your 40 next season, how would you describe what you went through? This particular season was kind of, I would say, frustrating early on. Um, I know it's been in the Discord channel quite a bit, you know, back and forth. But early on, I think I, I believe I started out one and five or one and six, somewhere in there. And four of those losses came from like the four yard line where I tackled the dude on fourth down, fourth and goal, tackled the dude three, four, five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and the dude falls forward in the end zone for them to yep. take the lead. Oof. And that was just kind of a like it was, it was pissing me off actually, but I mean, it was really frustrating because I thought I was playing good games, good enough to win and playing solid defense. When you hit somebody on fourth down behind the line of scrimmage, that's good defense. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just wasn't working out. So I went from one and five or one and six. I'd have to go back to be for sure how bad the start was, but it was a pretty bad start. So I had a big hole I was trying to climb out of. So, so to even get back to 500, you know, I had more confidence at the end of the season after I started figuring some stuff out um, with the game, it wasn't really necessarily football stuff I was figuring out. It was just with the game. Yeah. I, to get back to 500, I had more confidence. And I felt like if I could have gotten past um, – who did I play? I think it was DC Drama. Um, if I would have got past that, I didn't have very much um, – very many worries beyond that. I wasn't worried about clock or anybody out on the all-star side. <laughs> It was clock. Yeah, I take that back. I take that back. I remember that wrong. It was clock. Um, I threw that pick at the end, but I wasn't really worried about clock. I had confidence the second time I played him, even though he, you know, beat my ass in the regular season. Wait, wait, wait. Nope. It was the other way around. You beat me in the regular season. 
and then I'd, I'd beat you in the playoffs. No, you split. What are you talking about? Wait, I think we split. We split. You split. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. I completely forgot. I whipped your the, ass the, the first time. That's right. The, yeah, the one that you won left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> then we split, and then I had I had full confidence going into the playoffs against you. Um, I wasn't worried about that, and then I didn't pull it out. So Yeah, it was – I'll have to say, yeah, because I, I, I think in the playoffs – I think in the playoffs I had uh, – or oh, – oh, yeah, so I beat you, and then we split – I think I had too much confidence in me beating you. And that's why I was so close. Oh, you know what it was? No, no, no. I remember what it was. No, you I had actually... confidence in what you'd been using up to that point. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, see, you're we're going to get into this. With the safeties going out to the sidelines. Like, no, it was. I'm was... loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> you had I'm confidence in that. And I, I was hoping you'd bring it back. And you did. Oh, yeah, of course. And it, it worked <laughs> perfectly fine. So I don't know what that means, but. Um, right. we, we, <laughs> I will have to say, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I you know, I went, I almost wish, I, I think if you would have swept me uh, during the season, I think I would have beat the shot. You want to play because I wouldn't have been as confident. But um, moving on, moving on, you know, it's hard, uh, it's hard to beat anybody three times in one season. Period. Yes. And clock, I don't want to say nothing, but I do want to ask this question. I, I, I have to be the one to answer. How in the hell? Did you become a cat? Did you ever live in Texas? How did you become a cow? Oh, uh, well, I've been in Oklahoma since 89. So last pretty much 30, 30. So what, four years Oklahoma, or so, but, so you're close to Texas, though. Yeah, Oklahoma doesn't have its own professional team. So you're either OU Sooner or Stillwater Cowboys. And then when you when you go to pick professional teams, you're either picking the Chiefs, the Titans or the Cowboys. And then Houston, you know, invaded the state um, okay. with their team. But uh, so. Back, but like I said, in on I moved to Oklahoma, I was nine years old, and in '91, '92, Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl. You got them yeah. and Dion and 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 Aikman so how far you go back, Dub? So now, because I, you know, I go back to Chuck Halley, those guys, the linebackers, Dwayne Thomas. Well, you're like uh, twice my age. Know, <laughs> Drew, Drew Pearson. <laughs> That's when the Cowboys were good, you know. And then you come along, and you got Emmett and. And and I think you had uh, the guy that played for Chuck Halley, not Halley, uh, Haley, on right. a, on one of the edges. Uh, you had uh, two tall Jones. Yeah, well, I, no, I that was he... with me. That was with me. Um, I'm just trying to think of some of the linebackers and the corners that you had with Emmett. You know, but with Emmett, well, won. it was uh, Dixon Edwards and uh, Kenny Smith or Kenneth Smith um, before Dion arrived. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Dixon Edwards comes to mind a lot because he was the one that made some uh, oh, okay. some big plays. Right. But um, but that I mean I was nine years old at that time, so it's yeah, kind of yeah. now. So you just love the Cowboys. You win Super Bowls, so it just stuck. Yeah, uh, that's why we'll butt heads because you love the fucking Cowboys and I hate them. So you know that's just hey, that's just the mm-hmm. way it'll be, man. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have a I have a question though. Um, but. How does it feel uh, to be a fan of a franchise that hasn't been relevant since Tupac died? Yeah, they're the most valuable franchise in the world of any sport. Mm. I'd say they're pretty relevant, and uh, the NFL probably isn't what it is today without them. I mean, yeah, yeah, America's team, they only have four playoffs wins since 96. Still got five rings. How many of the Bears got? 
Yeah, but see, the there we go. But those rings got dust on them, though. The, the, those rings need to be polished and every fucking thing else. They're so fucking old. I mean, you, be, you know, you can't you keep careful. going. You can't rest on your laws like that. You gotta, you gotta, gotta go. You gotta, the past is the past. Yeah, you're right. But you got to be careful with you got to be careful with the ring that you guys got because you got one of them. You put it down, you might lose the motherfucker. Oh man, but that's okay. I'll treasure that ring, but I can't dwell on that because it's the past. I'm moving forward to see what's happening Yo. now. You know. Y'all are so, the only franchise I know of that wins Super Bowl and ships your Super Bowl winning quarterback out of town. That's crazy. Wow. He, he didn't play wow. in the Super Bowl, though, Doug. He's wow. the he only reason why he got to the playoffs. No, Nick Foles. Nick Foles won y'all that Super Bowl and the playoffs. Your other That's dudes right. in Indianapolis or Washington That's now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, because Nick, Nick, without Nick, we wouldn't have won it, man. So, I mean, yeah, and then know. you shipped him out of town. Y'all boo well, Santa Claus and ship your Super Bowl winning quarterback out of town. Hey, what can Ouch. I say? That's Philly, man. Ouch. That's Philly, bro. Ouch. Yo, but at least at least our teams, at least the Eagles, the Raiders, and the goddamn Bears, at least our team is more popular than our cheerleaders. Your cheerleaders are the most popular thing in your organization. Yeah, because you haven't won in so long, man. And this season, I think you're going to be right back where you was at. You ain't going to win again and because you're going to have to get past us this season. And we're not the same team as you played last season. We, you can believe yeah. that. Okay, you can believe that. I we, know. I was I know. just watching this is, your, your, this is your bravado talking. It's preseason. Everybody's well. Super no, Bowl. no, preseason. I ain't worried about. I ain't worried about preseason. I'm just know what we got, and we got we got enough to handle your ass this season. So I think I think uh, Diggs had 13 picks last year, and I think Jalen Hurst threw him four of them. Oh man, here we wow. go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just have to wait and see and see what happens. Well, b- before we proceed, I just want to let it be known. My Raiders beat both of your squads, and we had murderers and, and all kind of bigots and everything on our team. We still made the playoffs. We're, I don't give a fuck about the preseason. I thought it, the Raiders were like uh, Cowboys 2.0. Y'all pick up Witten and Heath and everybody else in Cowboys. And, and I still don't understand why we got Witten. It, it, it didn't make sense <laughs> at the time. I was like, well, maybe there's a secret. Maybe, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a, a fanatic. What do I – and we and this dude, he, he he could he was too slow, he couldn't get open. I was like, Gruden, dog, why do we why do we like I understand that if he's the fourth tight end or the third tight end, you can do something. Gruden was trying to use him like he was tight end number two. Well, he was there in groom uh, <laughs> was he in the groom Waller? Was he in Dallas? Wouldn't play for Dallas for like 18 years with a 79 speed and Raiders. Tight ends have like 92 speed or something like that. So it, it was never a match. Even if Witten was in his prime, he, he was never fast. He's just to turn around and throw it yeah, to but he, 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 I mean, he couldn't run routes by the end of his mm. career. Like I, like, I just remember the game against, uh, I believe it was San Diego, and, or the Chargers, uh, L.A., against the L.A. Chargers. <laughs> and he was wide open in the flat. He was trying to turn it into a wheel route. But he was so slow and ran, the, ran it so poorly the guy who was in the quarter flat or the crawler flat, whatever, he didn't have to worry about him. He covered two spots at once. He was like, oh, he'll he'll get here eventually. I don't have to. Yeah. So he's wide open, but he couldn't get to the end zone. And 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 we and on back to back plays, Carr tried to throw him his like he he had some kind of record. He was trying to get touchdowns. He couldn't get it. And I, I just shook my head like, this guy can't score even when he's wide open. Yeah, and I was we, like, we, this. We, is, a waste of money. We could have used. Played, he played what one or two seasons with y'all. He, he should have. He played one season. Retired when it. Yeah. Season, he, as yeah. soon as well, the, the minute he left Dallas, he should have yeah. retired. I did have a question though, um, and I guess it's relevant to everything that y'all been talking about. Who would you regard as your 
top three rivals. And for you, what what makes for a rivalry? Because different people, you know, like, and, I don't know what, you know, like, for example, like uh, Black Mamba, I don't know what who he would consider his top rival. Or Rican, yeah. I don't know who Rican would consider his top rival. But a lot of people talk to you on the boards like they're ready, right? Like, they're like, <laughs> Bring me J Dub. I want to. So, who do you consider your top rivals? Uh, I think To said they love to hate me, but uh, yep. The, if, if we're talking forty rivals, there's certain guys that I pay attention to, and I, I absolutely have to beat every time I play, and I don't always beat them. But DC Drama and Mamba, I don't like. I don't. I don't. I don't say I don't like them personally, but I don't like their them on the sticks at all. So um, those two guys, as far as as far as going back and forth, me and DC Drama, we've probably played eight times in season games, and we've split like 50-50. Right. Mamba, he'll beat you by three, and he'll act like he just stomps you up and down the up and down the field. And so because of the way he talks and and approaches it on the boards, like I love beating them. So yeah, yeah. and he takes what I consider non meaningful games like lab sessions or a, a, a pug tracker game or something like that. And he'll pound his chest on those wins and I'll let him or have a, them. Or a win or a, or a win against Rican. Yeah. Or a win against Rican in the playoffs, but, <laughs> but he'll, he'll take that and a run with it. And then I'll beat him when it matters. I'll beat him when it matters for playoff seating. I'll beat him when it matters in the playoffs. And so those are like the best wins. Those are the best feeling wins that I, that I've had and, and games that I like to play that I like to play. Um, outside of that, even though he's my – I think one of your questions might be about who I like to lab with. I hate losing to Skip because I know probably what he's going to do before he does it, just as he knows exactly what I'm going to do before I do it. And so when he still beats me with certain things, it's like, damn it, I knew that was coming and he still did it. Yeah. So that that's one of those things that when I play Skip, it's you know, he's I would say he's become my best friend in the four or nickel world, whatever, but we talk all day, every day about anything and everything anyways, outside of the board and outside of 40 nickel. Right. We talk all the time. So he's ended up being like, like my brother almost, but so I hate losing him. He's, when you're, when you're like someone in college, my roommates, we'd go out in the park and play ball. Whatever. I could not stand losing to them. We would play until like we couldn't walk anymore yep. just to make sure that when I went home, I was the one that was on top. Yep. Yep. So, those, those three guys, if I had to narrow it down to three, it's, it's DC drama. Just because every game I've ever played with them, it's always been a difficult game. And in my mind, it shouldn't be difficult, but it always is. And then Mamba talks and, and approaches it publicly. He's braggadocious. Uh, so I like playing him and then Skip just because that this just turned into a competition with him. Right. Yeah, I have to say, I have to say, like, um, I, I forgot to mention him because of the podcast. Make sure you're not drinking or smoking because then you'll say things that are insane. Um <laughs> And, that, and that's okay. It's your first time on here. Hopefully, we get you back here. But uh, <laughs> I have to say, though, the the leaving off of Clockwork Man of this list is uh, is beyond insulting. I just have to say, and that's okay because you were high or drinking, or something like that, and that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I, I understand. But next time, we'll get it next time. Uh, wait, 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 how, how did Doc word the question? Um, I think you, he said. I think he said. Oh no, he, I remember. He exactly said. Um, Who's your favorite what happened? He said, "What happened to you in the playoff against uh, playoffs against Clock? Wow. And why did he uh, yeah. ra- rise to the occasion and and cancel your whole life?" I think that's what he wow. said. Uh, Zulu, is that what you said? I don't remember. Wow, I don't man. I think just to just to 
iron out my mentality, my thought process. Like, if I had, I'm not a betting person at all. I don't like losing $20. But if I had to bet on 10 games that I can win eight of them against Clark, I would have no problem making that bet. If I can bet against Lombard, it's probably 50-50. That's mad high, bro. That's mad high. Oh, my gosh. Wow, eight? Man, that's like eight out of ten. That's a I mean, I, that's kicking your ass. That that ain't I'll give you a six, ass. maybe. I'll give you a six. That's coming. Give a six whooping your ass. Shit. Eight. Damn. That's that's comfortably. Wow. Ooh. Wow. 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 Wait a minute. Wow. Woo. Right. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. The bell. That's some wow. knockout shit there. That's what you hear when you get knocked the fuck out, man. You hear that bell, man. And I don't hit. know what it is. I don't understand. All of a sudden, my uh, room got really, it got very, very hot in here real fast. I'm not really sure why, but. Uh, you get hot flashes, Clark. You get hot flashes. I, I think I am. I mean, you know, them women get them hot flashes and shit. You know, they hot, hey. then they cold. Now, J.W. Menopause. got you hot. <laughs> Menopause. I know it. Let me focus. I got to stop. I got to let me focus before I lose my mind here. Um, so, I want to know, uh, in terms of your experience in the 40 Nick, what uh, if you were to boil it down into uh, one season, one moment, uh, one person, if you were to describe what your defining moment at the Nick is, it might, it might not even involve you. Like if you're something where you're like, hey, tell me about the 40 Nick. And you're like, oh, hey, man, this happened. Or I made a friendship with this dude. What's your defining moment in the uh, 40 Nick? I could take the easy answer and just say winning a nickel bowl against Jeepu. Um but I didn't I never doubted that I was gonna win that game before I went into it. Uh so I didn't really and I, that's not being overly confident. I just didn't think I could lose to somebody that just man presses or zero blitzes the whole game. So I wasn't worried about that game as much as it was built up. So really the my defining moment as far as what changed my approach to 40 nickel games in general and whether or not I was just you know here hanging out with everybody or if I actually belonged and, and can compete with everybody. So there was a period going back to the very beginning of this conversation when I joined Sorfa and, and then 40 nickel, whatever I play, I was hanging around you guys for, I don't know, 14, 13 years. I never joined the 40 nickel league at all. in that whole period, that whole time, I played all your pickup games, played all your tournaments, played a pickup games against anybody and everybody in lab and all that, but I never got in the league because I didn't think that I was on that level at that time. So the, the moment for me that made me, changed my mindset that well I, maybe I can compete with some of these guys the the quote-unquote legends of the community with Rekin and Skip and Doc and you know I, I could put Clock in there aids you know some of these guys have been around for a long time Kane and OG um the moment was that season I think it was season 20 or 22 Skip post the stupid clip every season about and I had him on the ropes with like seven seconds left in the game I was going to advance past him and then it was it was um I think it was – I don't remember who the next guy was. The, the Dizzle it was, or Pat's Razor. I don't remember who was the next person in, in the tournament. But anyways, if I wouldn't have coached myself out of that win, that would have been my first nickel ball. I'm, I'm 99% sure that was my first – that would have been my I first nickel ball. I remember that. I remember so that shit. I, just, I, got, I scared myself and thought, you know what, I'm going to outsmart myself when I called the timeout with seven seconds left, and I figured I'm just going to uh, send, the, send the house. Uh, skip so he wouldn't have time to throw a deep ball well my original call was prevent defense to stay deep and just you know play it safe and whatever and then for some reason i talked myself into no i gotta get pressure on him so he can't have all day to throw the ball and 
then the rest is history after that. Skip gets some stupid <laughs> one play touchdown. Yeah. Bomb goes back. I remember it was no a time. bomb. It was a yep. fucking lucky bomb and shit. I remember that shit. He I threw needed it about up. half a second. I had Demarcus Ware, yep. I believe, in Skip's face. Half a second more, he sat. Yeah, but... and they were on him. They were on him, and he just threw it up. But yep. you did that. You you did come a long way, though, Dub, because you did. You made a mistake against me in the CFM uh, when you had the Titans. You had me beat, and you let me off the hook. And once you let me off the hook, it was kind of similar. What well, didn't come down to, like, the last seconds of the game, but. It was like a minute to go, two minutes to go, and you made a turnover, and then I drove down and scored. But uh, that was a, a great game plan against you. But you've come so far since then. You know, you know how to close out your games, and and uh, you know I consider you uh, one of one of the one of the top one of the top guns, man. And, you and, used to and, you used to be on my list because uh, you, you and me had some salty stuff going back and forth when I you know ran like like two hundred and fifty yards on you. <laughs> you kind of oh, yeah. got salty hey. a little bit. Yeah, but you know, it, but see, everything that you're saying is that, like, when you ran 250 on me, man, I remember when I used to whip your ass, like, you was, you know, a bad kid mm -hmm. or something, come home from school and you ain't do your fucking homework. <laughs> and I told you to go outside and get a fucking switch, and I used to whip your ass, but see, OG didn't got older, man, and, you know, I mean, it, it, you'll see, when you get older, man, you lose certain things on the sticks, and uh, you just can't do what you used to do, man, but uh, I'm gonna so make I it a point a this year. Yeah. Uh, Wait a minute, Clark. Uh, Hold uh, on. Uh, well, go ahead, Clark. Go ahead and ask your question. Go ahead. I was uh, all all kidding aside, all rivalry aside. The the season you won your Nickel Bowl, we played in a game that even decided that decided if you went to the playoffs or not. And going going from that point to uh, the Nickel Bowl and winning is 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 by any stretch a a feat. Like that's quite that's like that's serious. And, you know, I, I'd love to know, you know, like I said at the beginning, this is not, this is the, the journalist talking. This isn't clockwork. You know, this is me. You know, I, I want to know what was going through your mind. What made you go from almost not even making the shit to the top of the, the pops? Me. Well, I don't want to keep trying to, I'm not purposely looking over you, <laughs> Clock, but that, that playoffs, yeah, you gave me the opportunity to get in because it was a, it was a play in type scenario. So you, you gave me the opportunity to get in, but that season in that same playoff run, I had to go through Mamba again and I had to go through skip before yeah. I ever got to Jeepu. You had a hard I, schedule. I beat both of them. So once like when I played you at that moment, it was more like, well, I mean, shit, I barely made the playoffs anyways, but I got a chance. So let's just, beat clock real quick and then we'll see what happens <laughs> that's what it was that's what Damn. It and it was gonna be Damn. that way this year this, this this season we just had i had the exact same mentality i'm like well shit i gotta go through clock and then it's game on after that so <laughs> you know, just, i just didn't pull it out this what, what gave what tell them what gave you the momentum though dub i know i had something to do with it you know i have was talking shit and i never forget the fucking draft party oh the window you said you said Dang. my window was closing before it even opened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Dub didn't like that, man. And he took that and ran with it and uh went on and got himself a ring, man. And that that was good, man. That 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 because that was a hell of a run. You know, I'm glad you yeah. did mention who you had to go through because it wasn't just clock. You went through some good guys and until you got to the nickel bowl, then you played yeah. a bum. I do and gotta then, say know, this though, because if Skip hears the show. He's going to have a comment about it. And Skip says that that nickel ball was you know, all his doing because in the middle of that season, uh, prior to meeting Mamba in the playoffs, I played Mamba twice in the regular season. 
And in those two games, I don't know the exact amount, but he probably had 400 yards rushing with that stupid stretch spin stuff with uh, the Vikings right. dude. And mm-hmm. he probably had 400 yards rushing. And I was kind of, you know, Skip says I was down in the blues, down in the dumps, uh, like woe is me type, type mentality for a little bit. Like I couldn't stop the run for nothing. And I we really started laughing a ton. I started laughing a bunch, talking actual football concepts, four, three under, under fronts, stuff like that. And that was the switch in the season for me. Cause then all of a sudden the next several games, people weren't running on me like that no more. And it's like, well, shit, I can't stop the run. Right. So uh, that was kind of what turned that season around for me. Your, your, your words were always in the back of my mind, but figuring out how to stop the run and that version of Madden, when everybody was doing the, the stretch spin stuff, yep. that was the, the biggest difference in that season from the first half to the second half of the season in the playoffs. The, the game against Skip, that was a bloody affair. Because, uh, you know, people were asking, you know, you know, what, what happened? Why is it skips offense wide open? What's that? And I was like, no, 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 y'all don't understand. It's a rivalry. Like they know what they're, they each know what they're like. Everybody knows they're, they ain't but five bullets left in the gun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's an old school shootout. Well, not, not a shootout. Like we think in terms of NFL, I'm talking about Cowboys <laughs> facing off. It's high noon. You got five bullets left. You, each guy is like each bullet is precious. I cannot just yep. use this book. It was it was wonderful seeing that strategy play out. But when you won that game, I thought to myself, you know, if y'all ain't careful, because I just remember thinking to myself, you know, he just went through a, a, a hell's row of, of opponents to sneak into the playoffs. You beat clock. And, and you know, with every win, you if you're clock, you got to be kicking yourself because you're saying – Motherfucker, I could have won the nickel bowl if I was going to play. If I had known, if Clock had known at the beginning of the year that GP was going to the nickel bowl, people are <laughs> like, oh, there's no way I'm going to not go to the nickel bowl. I, if, I, if I go to the nickel bowl and I face GP, I'm going to win. That's what probably Clock was thinking yeah. afterward. But seeing you ascend and go there, the thing that I think, I think I told Keith and Clock at the time, I said, look at his strategy. J-Dub's strategy is unlike anything I've ever seen before because, like, when you and I play J-Dub, it's like, okay, there's usually a feeling out period, then you figure mm-hmm. out my defense, and then you attack. You didn't do that against G-Poo. You attacked first. Well, that, that with G-Poo is because I already there was no – I'd been feeling him out the whole season, and, and G-Poo's been around for years. He's one yeah. of the quote-unquote OG guys. So uh, Jipu is Jipu. That's what that's where about. That's why I always say that Jipu is going to do Jipu. Just like every right. time I play Shades, I know for a fact Shades is going to man press me, and I'm going to get deep balls on him. Yep. <laughs> every time I play him. So, it, before I ever went into the, my challenge was was not the nickel ball. My challenge was Mamba and Skip. That 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 was my nickel ball. Right. When I got the Jipu, I could take risks. I mean, I, I know I was I watched the game today, uh, just watching back to reminisce, thinking it might come up on this call on this deal and i saw some of y'all's comments to it and i'm sitting there running an rpo at my own one yard line and in my mind i'm like i can afford to take risks because i'm not really worried about losing the gpu right. so i'm just throwing stuff out there like you can you can take risks when you're not not worried about losing right when i, you, I played skip and you say it's going back and forth to the bloodbath well that's because as soon as i call a, a formation we've labbed so much we've yep. played each yep. other so much as soon as i call formation he knows nine times out of ten exactly what i'm looking for what my reads are going to be right and it's 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 most of the time it's the same the other way around the problem with skip is though like i'm a creature of habit i've been running the same playbook since 1991 yep skip will completely 
shake up his eight ball and come out with a totally new playbook the next time you see him. And he does it all the time. So what you, what you see in labs against him is not what you're going to see when you go to play in, in, a, in a league game. Yep. So yep. I, I've learned that lesson. But but whereas, where, whereas when you flip it back around, if I call a formation, Skip's probably calling my play before I run it. Right, right. I personally don't think if Skip would have took J-Dub under his wing, he would have got there that year because he'd have fell short. He might have been in the mix, like, you know, right there, but Skip got him over the hump. And then, you know, I kicked him in the ass. I did that purposely. People that I like, man, that I see, you know, that talent in, man, and I just said, you know, your window's closing. Well, I told Clock that shit, but he got a draft right now. <laughs> Fucking wind's all up in his crib and shit right now because that window's closing for Clock, too. I mean, you get older, man. You know, That's you got razor. these young boys. You got these young That's boys razor. coming up. Stop talking about Pat's Razor. That's a banner. That's, That's not razor. the same thing as a nickel bowl. Best you razor. beat me. You beat me, you beat me. Come on. Part two's coming up, so make sure your ass is in there. So you put your name in there. So we'll see what happens then. Okay. But moving back to Dub, I mean, you know, to be able to join the elite like that and say, well, I got one. And, you know, I mean, uh, he, he earned it. He deserved it. And, uh, you know, uh, moving forward, we'll see what happens in, in 23. Because everybody, I'm going to talk shit. 23 is going to be 20. It's going to be off the chain. You know, I know everybody looked at the little video that uh, uh, Skip put up, and then and, and then I had it before. Then Zulu had sent it to me uh, about the uh, the blitz, the the defense, the pressure. Ain't gonna be no whole bunch of sitting out there waiting and all that kind of shit. You better know where you're going, or check down, or or know where your reads is at, because you ain't gonna have all that time. You're gonna have one thousand one, one thousand two, and maybe a piece of 1003 and you're, you're going to be on your back. So you're going to get real. You have to get really, really creative in 23. And that's going to show me something about how the manual players react, uh, not able to jump off of a route and jump onto another route and pick the ball and all these crazy ass interceptions and shit. And I think it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be interesting. But like I said, you got these young boys coming up. First of all, you got Bull sitting up there. You got to get past him because he's going to be there. He's going to be somewhere around. I don't care. Nobody says Rickon is really upset and pissed off. So he's going to be another one. Then you got Skip. You got Dub. You got, you know, Clock. You got, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to definitely make a difference. I'm going to have my own team back this year. So I'm going to make the playoffs. But it's going to be fun, man. I mean, just look, Taco, I'm leaving out, guys. I don't know if this guy, Takayan, has, has, uh, yeah, I don't purchased know if he's a, a PS5, a, a PS5 yeah. yet or not, but uh, you know, Pedoria. I mean, <laughs> man, it's gonna be it's gonna be some fun this season. I know it's kind of a running joke, but DC Drama would be there every year, but there's always some kind of something well, that happens at the end of the every. Well, year. you know, you're if, right. If Doug. you get that straightened out, he's there at the end. Well, yeah, because he he always goes damn near undefeated during the regular season, but the regular mm-hmm. season to me, I always say, man, is just like priming the pump. Then when it comes playoff time, that's when you got to suck your asshole up. And, you know, that's what happens. They get all they, their finger get tight and they get in them playoffs and, and, and they blow it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You have to have been there before to experience that, to to understand what I mean. But uh, <laughs> it ain't easy. And it's definitely not going to be easy this season because by what I'm seeing, man, on the beta, playing the beta and then seeing this video, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, run play that they did. Now, I don't know if it was on all pro or not, because that hole opened up kind of fast. 
but he had some kind of like skip move that he was doing, man. Yep. Like, uh, yep. like he was like, uh, not floating, but like when he got loose, he shook the dude, but he yep. didn't juke. He skipped like he yeah, like a stutter step almost. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And I said, oh, I got to learn that shit right there. You know, he did it twice. He did it to the right, did it to the left, and then he was gone. And I was like, okay. But then again, like I said, it could have been on All Pro. One of the things that, because I watched it a few times, and I watched it right before we came on and started recording, the they were pass committing, and like, for example, they'll call like a cover four, but they'll break the uh, man fit in the, in, in the cover four. Uh, uh, the run fit, excuse me. They'll break the run fit in the, in the cover four. So now you got four down linemen, but now the help is gone. So yeah. the breakaway runs, they're making adjustments on every single play. They don't they don't run their plays the way they're designed. So yeah, not only yeah. not only did you see the stutter step, but you saw like guys just get stiff armed, shook off. And I'm like, Oh yeah, oh my oh, lord, yeah. this is I beautiful. saw the one stiff arm man, which J double be good with that with, with that boy uh, Elliot, because he always has a good stiff arm. But I yeah, I see him stiff arm the dude to the ground. But I don't know if you noticed or not, but in, in that same video you're talking about that, that you you guys shared, uh, one of the, the dudes he was playing ran a clock slash bull slash um, taco special, all-man defense, cover zero, cover one. The two safeties are in purple hooks or flat assignments, and he threw that ball over the linebacker to his tight end down the seam. Yeah, I saw that. And that's exactly but, what should happen every time those defenses are see, called. The thing is, it's like they said, cover three, the seam is open. But if you listen, they have inserted some plays that look like cover three, that are cover two, and that shit won't happen. Okay, so that's why, and then they cut down the play sizes as, as far as all those plays. Well, these new plays that they're adding, I think this is really, really going to help people that really know how to, and understand how to play defense hide that shit and make someone think, say, oh, yeah, you go ahead, go ahead and throw it up the scene. Ain't nobody there right now, but he's going to be there. So, you know, because I heard him say that to cover three, but, man, I what I saw, I'm loving all of it, man. I'm loving all of it. So, J-Dub, how would you describe your your uh, your play style? Well, primarily um, trying to mirror what I see on Sundays and Thursdays and Mondays since we play on every primetime night there is. but. I try to mirror what I see. Um, it was heavily influenced by the way the '90s Cowboys played, and then Parcells, um, and then and then Garrett after that. But ball control was '90s. You, they run Emmett down your throat nonstop, and then take the shots when they're there off of play action, um, or when you soloed our receivers and Novacek down the middle for for possession. Parcells teams did the same thing. So that, that was pretty much a carryover. And Garrett's was the same thing, except Garrett's offense um, was a little bit more vertical. And what I got from him was that if I see Dez or or, or um, Bryant or whatever out there on, on the solo side all by himself and you're not going to help, I'm throwing that nine times out of ten. And so nice. offensively, nice. I, I try to mirror that. Defensively, it's a little bit harder. I was never really – um, keen on on the different fronts and schemes and and how they were how they were played until the last three or four years. I've started studying that a lot more and getting more familiar with the over and under fronts and 
and middle of the field, open, closed looks and how, how safety is rotating. So I'm picking that up more and more. And I owe a lot of that to the, the lab session, everything with Skip. But um, even when I'm applying that, I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. I'm trying to pick formations that I'm seeing Dallas use on game day, put those formations in my playbook and learn how to use them and when to use them. How do you believe that that's going to translate to Madden 23? I mean, looking at the game that we saw a couple of days ago, and the game is coming out next week. You know, how do you how do you think you'd be able to run your offense here? Offensively, um, this kind of ties into. Well, in in my opinion, from what I saw in the beta, and how how fast the pass rush was, even with just a four man rush or five man rush without blitzing, people are going to have to pay a ton of attention to how their offensive line blocks, who they target, when you need to bring bring the extra blockers in your tight ends or backs or whatever, you're going to have to start marrying your drop, your QB drops to the concept you're calling, the concept you're running. You can't do what everybody's been doing and getting away with like horrendously for the last several years. You can't call a concept that's designed to have a three-step drop and then turn around and roll your quarterback 15 yards deep into the sideline waiting for your zones just to stop playing and launch the crosser. Like that's not going to happen at all on on this next version. And so if you call a seven-step drop, you're going to have the protection for that kind of a, you know, it's a deeper, deeper play uh, progression, everything else. That's cool. But you're not going to be getting away with a one and a three-step drop and trying to throw the ball 20, 30 yards down the field. It's just not going to work. So I think people, L Bucks, I have to say his name because we hadn't say his name the entire time, the entire show, but he's one of those other guys I like to compete against. But his issue for years and years and years has been dropping 14, 15, 16, 17 yards, that's, it's not going to work. If he doesn't figure that out, he's not going to have an offense. And I think that's going to be true for a lot of people. If they're relying on let me drop back, double teaming in, roll out, their offense is going to be dead before the game ever starts. That sounds a lot like what Zulu was saying a couple of weeks ago. The, I, I've been on the PS5 Lab and Madden almost literally every day. And I think that it's going to be a rude awakening. I mean, if we had another 30 minutes, I think Jidub and I would say some harsh things about uh, prospective playoff contenders. Uh, And instead, I'll just wrap up by saying that folks need to be in the lab because what I saw from that video is that if you can't read defense, you're done. And if you're buying time so that someone can clear and roll out to the sideline, um, you might not win six games. And I'm being serious. Wow. I mean, like, I mean, like for real, for real. Like you might you might win six games talking about my God, that was so hard winning six games. This might be the first Madden where someone has to learn how to read. And if you've gotten by for four years. You, you graduated high school not learning how to read, and now you're in the real world? I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. Mama ain't here to help you. Oh, man. Uh, the, the, clock, the clock, the, the, the play clock, um, from the time you snap the ball, the time you got to get rid of it, that clock is going to be drastically sped up because yeah. of how effective. And it's not just – it's not super pass rush wins. You're not going to see – I mean, you're going to have some guys that do that, like T.J. Watt, whatever. You're going to see that. But every pass rusher – Three down linemen, four down linemen, they're all committing to the, the actual design of the play and the, the the pass rush angle they're supposed to be taking. 
So that pocket is going to form a certain way. And if you're not where you're supposed to be, it's by the time your back foot hits, you're getting hit. It's a, it's a fumble or it's a rush throw, inaccurate throw. I mean, that's, it's going to be that quick and it's going to mess with a lot of guys. Now, Jada, remember when you and I were joking and I can't remember if it was some kind of 40 Nick town hall or whatever. And I, and I told you, I was like, there are people who will throw curl to flat against cover two. <laughs> and, and, and you were kind of stunned. And then you thought about you like, yeah, but they can complete some of them. That ain't going to be true anymore. If someone calls cover two and you throw that curl, that's a pick. And, and and you can't just wait it out. You can't just say, oh, well, you know, it'll be. No, it's not going to be all right. It's not. If if what I saw on the on that teaser video that EA released regarding Madden 23, if that's the game we get and they don't patch that, there are a lot of people who will have to, like, get, you know, the uh, football for, for, for dummies. And then I have to learn what it means to be a, uh, to have a curl to flat and why you can't oh. throw that against a cover two. And I'm being serious. I'm not joking. There are going to be people who are like, I don't understand why this isn't working. With the game being as, as sped up as it is, like the, the pre-snap reads, yep. your, your diagnosis of what's on the field is going to be super important, but you're only going to have two seconds, three seconds at the most to figure out your post-snap reads. And if you don't have those things working, so if you don't have if you don't have pre-snap, what your progressions are going to be? If one's not there, where's my second one? Where's my third one? If you don't have that in your mind when you snap the ball, it's going to be a really, really long game for you. Yeah. And Lord knows, Dub, when when the momentum changes, when you damn <laughs> oh, can't yeah. pull up your fucking audibles <laughs> and your shit starts waving at you, you really fucked up then. I mean, because <laughs> you know, it, like you said, you got to look at your reads, and now you're saying, damn. Do I? What was that play again? Because you can't really actually see it because it's moving and shit. So uh, I think Doc mentioned it on a few shows back where he said uh, he's, he's mentioned it more than once on a few shows. But he, he keeps he keeps re saying that people run their plays, but they don't know their plays. They don't know their playbook. They just pick you know plays and run them because the play art looks cool. Like you're really going to have to know your plays and how they work and what your progressions are. And right. you also need to know your progressions. If things don't go exactly the way you think it's going to go. The way you, they, you want them to go. <laughs> yeah. When, when they do baseline, that throws all that off. So now you have no pre-snap reads. You have what's going to – where these safeties rotating, who's spinning down, who's going – I mean, you have to see all that post-snap, and you got to make the decision quick. Yeah. I think that also goes back to that X's and O's post. Um, I think it was, what, two, two weeks ago when you were asking people about their favorite plays. Mm -hmm. And – I understood exactly what you were doing. You were doing a, a wink and a nod at some of these motherfuckers, right? I knew what you were doing, dog. But <laughs> the point is that, no, I, I think seriously that um, if you don't know your plays and you, you know, you know what, let's be real. We've been playing a child's game for like three years. Like the moment Rex Dixon left, Madden fundamentally changed. Right. And, and now mm -hmm. we're, this is, this version of Madden looks like something Rex was building up to. If in fact that's true, then there are a lot of gamers. I have to be careful how to say this. There are a lot of gamers out there who are going to be playing as if it's still a child's game and they're going to be throwing pick sixes and they're going to be, they won't be able to complete third downs and they won't understand why. So I, and my prediction is you're going to see a lot of motherfuckers running the ball and it's not going to be there because the run game is not like it was on PS4. That's going to be, that's going to be when folks are, gonna start getting real nervous that's that'll be the moment when you start seeing folks 
like he likes to say, they turn in their draws inside out. And I think that's what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> we'll see if they want to play football or if they're wanting to play Madden. And there's a difference. And when you when you have to play football, it's not always pretty. It's good. There's some, some ebooks that are on sale playing. right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, that's real. That's 100% real. Now, before we go, I want to get one final word from you, J-Dub. I want to know who's going to win the Nickel Bowl this season. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'd, if I if I said anybody, then I'd, I'd probably be doing a lot of people a disservice because I, I really think it, it it all depends on everybody's circumstances. They, they they sometimes they can or can't control in their own personal lives, whatever. But I've said for years, I was I was kind of fortunate the year I won the Nickel Bowl. Recon was MIA. Doc played maybe three or four weeks in the season and then something happened he was out so there were some you know big some big competition that weren't in my way during that period and I think that same thing going coming up this next year if everybody's here and they stick from week one to the to the playoffs yeah there's a lot of names that legitimately I think could win I don't think anybody's a given I don't think Recon's a, a given because it was proven to not be a given this last season mm-hmm. I still think Recon's number one uh, I think Bull. Wow. I think Bull was. I'm not going to say underestimated to a degree, but the style and the gameplay that he brought to the table, I don't think a lot of people were prepared for, myself included. Um, there, you, you, so, so Bull's going to be there at the end. Uh, Doc, I've always said, if he can play from week one to the end of the playoffs, he'll probably be there at the end, and you have to contend with that. Um, Skip, he is uh, highly motivated right now with mm-hmm. what we saw in beta. Um, mm-hmm. And I probably played 20 games against him in the beta. Um, and some of the stuff that I saw, like I hope to God that I figure out how to not see that in a, in a season game in Madden 23. Um, there's going to be a lot of labbing trying to figure out how to counter some of the stuff that he was able to do with uh, some of the free form passing and stuff like that that's coming. So to be honest, like any, any of those four, and I, I throw myself in there, and I have to say mom, I have to give Mamba his props, even though I don't like calling him Mamba anymore. But he'll be there at the end if he figures the game out, if, if he figures out how to adopt the, a new mentality uh, based on, like, the things we were just talking about. Um, if he gets out of the rolling out and some of the gimmick stuff and he figures out how to play the game with what it's going to allow him to do, he could be there at the end just because he's competitive like that. So – I, I see about four or five, six guys total with a really, really good chance of being able to win this next season. Wow. Well, you know, I appreciate that. That that's final word, J Dub. But you're all for two, man. You're you're all for two. <laughs> early on, early on, I I was like, oh, you know, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. They only won four playoff games since 1996. It's actually three playoff games, actually. It was a trap. See, you, you who loves the Cowboys don't even know how many playoff games they won. That's because Dad, they're so garbage. They're garbage. Dad's caught that ball in Green Bay, so that should have counted. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, I actually agree with that. But that's, that's that, we, you know, that, that's, that's neither here or there. And the second one is clearly Clockwork is going to win the Nickel Bowl. I don't know where <laughs> you get. And I told you, I, I told you, next time you get on, because we want you on, just please, you know, only only heat can smoke and do drugs and stuff and still be clear on the on the podcast. 
He, what's your I'm final? Not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything because he didn't even mention me. But that's because of that these last seasons and you know the Rams and shit. But I, I I'm gonna be quiet. I ain't gonna say nothing because uh, I know I still got one in me somewhere. I don't know how to get it up out of me, but I, I still got another one in me. You can have those CFM games. <laughs> oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't play, I, I don't play CFM wow. games. I mean, I got over there to get used to the game. Yeah. But I like how you coming at me, J Dub. I, I love that. I, 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 I like. It's that. all love. I like I that fire. No, I like that yep. fire. I, lo- I love that fire, man. I love that fire. Bro. One day, Dub is going to, you know, he's he's gonna come to your nursing home, uh, Hater, and uh, take you out for the day. Well, well, like I always well. say, that one day all you guys hopefully will get to be old <laughs> too. So, you know, we don't know that. So, I mean, and still be able to play Madden a little bit, and uh, we'll see. I mean, you guys are, like I said, much younger than me, so it don't make me no difference. But maybe one day you'll get old too. And if you get old, then uh, you'll you'll think back and understand, well, damn, he did mention that shit, man, but we'll see what happens. Yes, we will. We will see what happens, especially next week, because that is when the game drops. We get Madden 23. The wait is over. We all this shit talking. We talk, we're gonna find out what is what and who is who. JW, you have any, you have any final words you want to impart on us until we see uh, these nice, kind people next week? No, I'm looking forward to to the new game dropping. I say it every year that I'm excited about the new Madden and, and usually beta. But usually by the first time, the first patch, I get I lose all my excitement. So I, I have a feeling that this one's going to be different. So I'm trying to stay optimistic about it. And uh, all the lab sessions, all that, when it kicks in, you'll probably see me disappear and go ghost for a while until I get it figured out. I'm looking forward to the lab sessions to kick this new season off. Fellas, thank you for checking out the final off-season edition of the show. And don't forget to check out the second Pat's Razor Tournament. We are streaming worldwide all across the Madden universe. This is the 40 Nick Mixtape. See y'all real soon. The Clockwork Man.